Let's try that. All right. Most people say I'm Mr. Microphone and don't need that. So, but for those watching online, they might need the uh, stream coming through as well. Has this not been a great service so far? I feel like we've already had church with the, the music. And yeah, you guys did a great job. Thank you so much. Uh, for all of that, and we, we've got uh, some exciting things coming up with the remainder of the service, and we're mixing things up just a little bit. So I'm going to cover um, some, a couple of announcements and prayer requests before we get into the, the sermon itself. First of all, Peggy Phillips would like to thank everyone for your prayers, your cards, the calls, um, all on her behalf. Um, as you know, she's been in some extreme pain, and after the surgery, the pain in her back is completely gone. And she is feeling really well right now. So that's a big praise to God. And we also, as uh, school, would like to, uh, the staff would like to thank uh, the ladies of the church. Um, at our first staff day the other day, we uh, uh, asked the ladies to serve us a meal in between our meetings and when we were having our meet the teacher night. And wow, what a meal it was. So uh, we want to thank the ladies for that uh, and give them a round of applause too. Yeah. And then the leap of faith that you all took with the, the vote for us to uh, do our building expansion. Um, I just want you to know that that day of that first presentation, I stood up here and said uh, that our enrollment was 199, and I was so hoping that one more student would come so I could report 200 to you. Uh, since we've taken that vote and moved forward, we are now up to 237 students at school. So yes, that's good stuff. Uh, August is a Love Chapel month, so please bring your, um, your non-perishable items and put them in the bin out there. Uh, Dan Lunsford has been passing out some information sheets. We're really trying to get updated on people's information of uh, emails and cell phone numbers and addresses and all that. Some of them have changed since we've done it. We've had a lot of new people coming in as well. So if he got one of those to you, please fill it out and you can leave it. Uh, at the Welcome Center or in the office, but also if you didn't get one yet, make, make sure you see either Dan uh, after the service. He's going to be out and about back there handing those out or pick one up at the Welcome Center as well. Some prayer uh, concerns, some prayer requests, some things uh, people to pray for this week. Be in prayer for Dan Lunsford's family. Uh, you might not be aware of everything that was going on, but I actually asked Dan this week if he had changed his name to Job uh, because they have, his family has just really been uh, going through some rough times. Uh, yesterday, um, he was up north uh, at Muncie uh, to, uh, uh, for a funeral for his sister. And then, as some of you know, he's had an aunt and uncle this past uh, week um, that have passed away as well, and then just a lot of other things, a daughter with COVID, and it just goes on and on. So keep Dan Lunsford's family in your prayers. Uh, remember Deb Cooper's father, that's also Toby Reed's grandfather. Keep him in your prayers. Continue to pray for Jeff Bridgewater. That's where Ron is today, covering for Jeff and uh, the two churches there, uh, one in Carbon and one in Brazil. Uh, so keep Jeff in your prayers. Uh, uh, if you don't know or haven't heard, uh, he did get a little feeling in his left side uh, this week. Uh, he's able to walk a little bit, take a big stride with the right, and kind of drag the, the left uh, leg around. But he had had no feeling in his left arm, and he was able to start curling his fingers this week. So, yeah, it's a good sign, a, a sign of hope there. Uh, be in prayer for the rise of the COVID cases. Uh, our nation's leaders, and then be in prayer for Judy Biedenkopf. Uh, she is not feeling well at all. And uh, then I, I also uh, 
just heard that Lisa Woods is going to be having some surgery, and, and uh, we're going to follow up on that, but keep her in your prayers as well. Remember all that? Judy. Okay, and the shower as at 2 o'clock uh, today in Fellowship Hall as well. I, uh, I wasn't in here, so I didn't get to see the scroll of announcements to know for sure which ones were up on the screen and which ones that people were hitting me with. So, yeah, if you can be here at 2 o'clock uh, for the shower as well, we would really appreciate that too. So, let's get rolling here. Let's go, folks. It's time to serve, right? Now, a couple of weeks ago when, when Ron went to Brazil and I was up here, I took a little pause in his series to talk about it's go time. It's time for us to go. It's time for us to quit being spectators and sitting back and watching and, and become a player uh, in the game, become a part of the greatest business in the world, the business of God. And what we need to do as disciples, because our job description is, as a disciple, is to be a disciple maker. Everybody's job. If you have chosen to be a disciple of Christ, you are a disciple maker. The job description is simple. Love God, love others, and make disciples. And that's what we are called to do. So today we want to talk about serving. And let's go serve. And I kind of have a, a side part of that that says, busy versus better. It might not be the type of message that you have heard on serving before, but I think it's going to give us a couple of, of uh, thinking points uh, that are really going to cause us to reflect on our own lives and how we are serving and how we are also allowing ourselves to become better disciples along the way. It is a good thing to be busy serving the Lord. However, we cannot neglect the discipleship. We cannot neglect the learning and the training that we need along the way. There must be both of those involved. So today as we continue our Let's Go Folks series, we're going to look at an interesting situation of one of the stories in the Bible. And I think it's a situation that most of us can relate to. And I'm probably going to be a little bit chauvinistic in my approach here, but I think it'll help to get the point across here as we get started. Ladies, have you ever been really busy at home? I mean really busy. I mean you are in that cleaning mode. Maybe you're sweeping, maybe you're dusting, but you're cleaning the house and you are in full go. The throttle is open. You are going and you look over and you see your spouse sitting on the floor with the kids, playing, maybe wrestling, maybe just watching TV, while you are slaving away at saving the world by ridding it of those treacherous, evil dust bunnies. Ladies, any of you been there? Huh? A few, okay, all right. All right, or while this is going on, guys, and you're spending quality time with the kids, oh, you're just playing with the kids instead of going into battle with your spouse against those evil dust bunnies. I, I think today's text and the story that we're going to look at between two sisters these two sisters, one of them invites Jesus into their home. And the thing I love about this story is that when we read it, 
depending on how we are wired, you're either going to side with Martha or you're going to side with Mary, depending on your makeup and how you're wired. So as we go through the text, I think you'll mostly find yourself relating or rooting for one or the other. You might be picking a team today, Team Martha or Team Mary. Because in this story, you're either going to think that Mary is a lazy bum who should have gotten up and pitched in to help her sister Martha and help her serve the things that she was doing for Jesus. Or you'll think that Mary is doing the correct thing. That Mary's doing the right thing by paying attention to their house guest. On the other side of the coin, when you think of Martha, you're either going to think that she's a whiner who's too focused on everything being perfect, so focused that she can't possibly enjoy having company in her home, so focused that her real job has turned into making everyone as miserable as she is. Or, when you think of Martha, you'll admire her hard work, her meticulous attention to details, and her commitment to making her home a wonderful picture of a home that should be shared in Better Homes and Garden magazine. Right? You're going to choose some sides today. The story of Martha and Mary is much deeper, though, than one sister who's an uptight workaholic and one sister who's a lazy bum. I think the deeper thought that runs through this story is a story of balance and attitude. And how do we balance and change our attitude? So let's begin by turning to Luke chapter 10. If you have your Bibles with you, uh, please join us in Luke chapter 10. If not, it'll be on the screen. Uh, Luke chapter 10, but we're going to look, begin by looking at verses 38 and 39. Beginning with verse 38, it reads, While they were traveling, they, Jesus and the disciples, while they were traveling, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. The first thing we have, and if you're filling out your outline, the first thing that we have is an opportunity to seize. To seize. We need to seize the opportunity. I cannot imagine the feeling, I can't imagine how great it would have been to have Jesus himself come to your home as a guest. I mean, think about that. Jesus coming into your home. I can't imagine what it would be like to have Jesus in person at that time coming into my house. And Jesus and his entourage, Jesus and his disciples had been doing a lot of traveling, going about from town to town. And they, in this situation, were coming from Jerusalem, and they were coming probably in December, uh, around the time of the Feast of Dedication. And they had just a short amount of time where Jesus agreed to go on this visit at the home of Martha and Mary. Uh, they, are, they are entering this little town of Bethany. Bethany happens to be about two miles east of Jerusalem. So they had been walking by foot, traveling for about two miles. And Martha sees Jesus and his disciples, and she invites them into her home. Now Martha has a sister named Mary, probably a younger sister, and she has a brother uh, whose name was Lazarus, who a little bit later, Jesus is going to end up raising from the dead. But now the fun begins. Okay? 
The passage tells us that Mary sat on the floor at Jesus' feet listening to what he was saying. So here we have the opportunity to sit down and learn from Jesus. Or we have the opportunity to serve Jesus. Mm. And by the way, the cultural norm for this point in time in history was for women to serve the men. Okay? That was their society. That was their culture. When men came into the home, and in this case, Martha was doing what the culture, Martha was doing what society said was the right thing to do. The correct thing to do. On the other hand, Mary was doing something that was not culturally acceptable. She sat at the feet of Jesus like a disciple would. And the disciples were all men. Disciples were all men, correct? Because in that society, women did not do that. So think about this for a minute. If you could have Jesus in your home, in person, human flesh in your home, would you spend time frantically putting everything together, cleaning as much as you could, preparing a meal, and making the house impeccably clean? Or would you sit at the feet of Jesus and choose to put all that other aside and learn from Him? Now I want to take a poll. Alright? I want to see. So by show of hands, who is working? Okay. Who's sitting? Oh, wow! We have a lot more who are sitting. It's a hard choice. Because, I mean, you want, after all, right, you want Jesus to see that, that you are neat. Yeah, right? That, that, that you're neat because, you know, it, it, it says that cleanliness is next to godliness and the... Oh, wait a minute. That's not in the Bible, is it? That's... Oh, yeah. You guys thought it was, didn't you? That's where you thought I was going. That's, that's not in there. But anyway, I can see the dilemma. Martha is doing what any good Jewish woman was supposed to do. She's doing it to the tilt. Serving men. Doing it in their presence. Doing everything she could to cook for them and clean and, and have everything ready to go. And in their culture, women, by the way, were considered by many to be inferior to men. Intellectually, physically, spiritually. They just were. And I kind of laugh today. I, I, I chuckle sometimes out loud when I probably shouldn't. When I hear people talk about how Jesus and Christianity suppress women or are anti-women or teach that women are inferior to men. Because if you really study it, it was Jesus who raised women to be equal to men. Just to have different roles in how we do that. But that's a different sermon for another day. So, back to Mary. Mary, on the other hand, is sitting there at the feet of Jesus, acting like she's a disciple, a learner of Jesus, and that just was not really proper. So, if you're on Team Martha... 
Maybe you can feel the anger building in Martha as she is rushing around trying to do everything and and going by Mary and Mary's just sitting there not doing anything at the feet of Jesus. I would bet that Martha even made some sounds to try to get Mary's attention. A microphone, right? He didn't. He, he could. He could just yell, be loud when he needed to be loud. Okay, so Martha. Martha is letting her anxiety get the best of her. Martha's letting things get to her and pile up on her, and, and she is letting those things affect her instead of seeing the importance of Jesus' teaching. And because it's all distracting her, she takes it upon herself to go ask Jesus for help. I mean, that in itself, can you imagine? Have you ever been around someone that was just so bold and and they, they did something or brought something up and you sit there and think, wow, that was pretty bold of them. Well, that's what Martha's doing with Jesus. Um... And think about what she's doing to Jesus and putting him on the spot in in front of uh, her sister and the disciples and everybody else as well. But Martha is appealing to Jesus. She wants Jesus to give her the royal treatment. Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Now, she's taking it for granted that he does care. (laughs) Right? Don't you care? Because she immediately says, so, tell her to give me a hand. Tell her to get up and start pitching in to give a hand. Martha expects Jesus to take her side. Because, culturally speaking, that would make sense, would it not? It would make a lot of sense. Because she has the higher moral ground. But here's the problem. Martha is so preoccupied in doing all of her tasks that she is missing out on time that she could be spending with Jesus. Time that she could be spending with the Lord. Now, I want you all to take a gut check right now. I want you to do a little bit of searching on your own because I think that when we get busy... When we get busy in life, when we get busy during the day, and the day is just packed with things, or we get busy during the week, what's the first thing to go? What's the first thing that we push aside? I think often the time it's our time with Jesus. I think we allow the rat race of the life we live and the things, everything that's going on at any point in time and and during the day it gets so busy and we have every intention of getting in the Word that day. We have every intention of doing our devotion. We have every intention of spending so much time in prayer and going over our prayer concerns and our prayer list. And then at the end of the day we look back and say, whoa, man, that day got away from me. What did I leave out? Or we'll get so busy during the week and we get caught up in all the things that that we can do in this world and and there's so many big exciting things that we can get involved in. I mean, uh, people are marketing to us all the time and, and, and so many things that can take us and distract us from what we need to do. And then by the end of the week, it's like, oh man, I need to rest up Sunday morning. Get caught. It's been a rough week. What do we push aside? 
I think many times, unfortunately, it's our time with Jesus. And Martha has allowed her situation to take the joy of serving the Lord away from her. And some of Martha's problem was the fact that she was worried too much about what other people were doing or not doing. And in this case, her sister Mary. You see, Martha was doing valuable work. I kind of presented it maybe to steer you toward Team Mary, but the truth of the matter is Martha is doing valuable work. But she should have been less worried about Mary and more focused on what she was doing for Jesus. More focused on what she was doing for the Lord. I think we spend too much time evaluating others and what they are doing or not doing for the Lord. We often look and and perceive, there's a perception that others aren't doing as much as they should do and why do I have to be the one doing it all the time? I mean, how, how many of you like to cook? How many of you truly like to cook and fix meals? Awesome. So I want you to think for a second. Can you imagine the joy of being able to fix a meal for Jesus and the disciples? Wow. You talk about serving. Martha spent her time evaluating. Martha spent her time worrying about what Mary wasn't doing, so much so that she was missing out on the joy of serving the Lord. She was missing out on the opportunity that she had to the point where it was making her mad. Just think for a moment of how effective our church could be if we would all find joy in serving the Lord. Just think about how effective we could be if we would find joy in serving the Lord and not allow what others are doing or not doing to steal our joy. I think the church loses its effectiveness, its joy, and its energy when we spend time being the assessment agency and assessing what everybody else should be doing instead of just taking a look at ourselves and taking joy and having that opportunity to serve. Each member of the church should take on the individual responsibility for their own walk with their Lord, for their own learning with the Lord, and for their own service with the Lord. Now let's think for a moment maybe about how Mary felt. How was Mary feeling? I mean, she was being, she was being put down in front of Jesus. She's doing what she felt she was called to do at the time, yet she's being criticized for it. Have you ever been involved or doing something for the Lord? And somebody come along and criticize you for what you did or how you did it? Not a great feeling, is it? You know, on one hand, if Mary would have jumped up to help Martha, the job would have been finished quicker. However, given the timing of things, I mean, how often does Jesus stop by for a meal at your house? Maybe Martha could have 
done a little bit better job of simplifying things and spending more time with Jesus. Let's look at verses 41 and 42. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. I always like it when Jesus repeats himself. It's like, you better listen. <laughs> Martha, Martha. You are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice, and it will not be taken away from her. Brings us through a third part of your outline, and that is encouragement to refocus. Encouragement to refocus. You see, Jesus does not turn to Mary and say, Would you get up and help your sister? Didn't do it. And notice that Jesus offers a very gentle rebuke to Martha. Gentle. He doesn't blame her for being concerned about all the preparations. He, he doesn't blame her for what she's been doing. But he wants her to see that she also has a need to refocus. He told her that she was worried and upset about many things. And in the process of being worried and upset, she was missing the boat on the opportunity of a lifetime. She was missing the boat on what was really important for that time in her life. And he was trying to shift her focus from busy to better. Let that sink in. Jesus was trying to shift her focus from just being busy to being better. You see, the right choice was to put Jesus first. That's always the right choice in our lives. The right choice was to learn from him while the opportunity was there. And here's the deal that we need to consider. The, the worries and the cares of this world, if we allow them, can choke out our opportunities to learn from Jesus, to know Jesus, and to serve Jesus. The right choice was devotion to Jesus and his teaching. Now, there's some tension that's been built here, has there not? There, there, there's some tension between service or discipleship. And the truth is, we have to maintain a balance. In fairness to Martha, Mary could have spent a little bit of time helping her get things ready. On the other hand, Martha could have simplified what she was doing, and spent more time with Jesus. But this is what you need to know and understand. Martha was loving Jesus by serving. Mary was loving Jesus by discipleship, wanting to learn, wanting to grow. In our lives, we need a balance we got to find a balance. We cannot become so busy as Martha was that we miss the opportunities to grow in our faith. We can't get so caught up in the world that we miss the opportunities to learn what Jesus has in store for us and to get to know Him better. 
On the other hand, we can't spend all of our time just learning and never going out and putting things into practice. There's this thing called obeyance. Obeying what Jesus wants us to do as well. And it simply tells us that there has to be a balance between learning and serving. Because it's easy to get caught up in the world and let the time slip by and miss out on opportunities with Jesus. It's also easy to attend all the Bible studies and come to Sunday morning church service, attend all the events, be in everything the church offers, and then not take time to serve the Lord. Balance. Team Martha or Team Mary? You see, we need a balance between the two. If the worship team wants to begin coming up, and just in summary, as we get ready to close today, I want you to consider that balance. I want you to think about and make sure that you are not one who is evaluating everybody else. Make sure that we do what we are called to do and not police what everyone else is doing. Martha at the time saw that what she was doing was the most important thing and she deemed what Mary was doing as unworthy. And as a result, Martha lost her joy for serving. We have to make sure we don't lose our joy for serving the Lord. We have to make sure that we stay focused on our opportunities to learn from Him. Jesus calls us to discipleship. And part of that discipleship is servanthood. It's a balance. We need to have them both. And we get so caught up in this world that we allow our lives to become so busy that we neglect to learn about Jesus and the joyful life that he has in store for us. And then we miss out on getting to know the Lord. And we need to learn about Jesus and we need to get to know Jesus. And then when we do, then we can ask him what he wants us to do and how he wants us to be servants or of service to him. And then when he tells us, we need to obey him. But here's the deal. It all begins in believing in Jesus. Because when we confess our sins to him, when we confess that he is the Christ, that he is the son of the living God, and then we're baptized in him, that's the beginning. It's not the conclusion of the story. It's not that we've had all these chapters in our lives and it's built up to done. No, it's the beginning of a joyful life of being a son or daughter of God himself. It's the beginning 
of being able to live out our eternity now to start living that joyful life here on earth that is going to lead us into an eternity in heaven. And then when we do that, we'll want to learn more. We'll, we'll want to get to know him better. And then we'll want to obey him. And we'll want to serve him. I guess I better go this way. I don't know all of your situations or even who all is here today or where you are in your walk with the Lord, but if you're here and you've never made that commitment and you're feeling that tugging at your heart today to do that, we encourage you to come and make that confession to Christ. Um, we actually are uh, going to have some baptisms here in a minute and uh, some that... Um, to be honest with you, there might be times uh, during these baptisms that I get a little bit emotional. Because uh, in a sense, I've been praying for some of these. I think for about 20 years. Todd's here. Todd is a, a dear friend who helped me coach, helped with... Uh, um, at Jennings County High School. He's assistant principal when I was principal, and uh, he, he's been involved in a lot of those prayers as well. Um, but and I'll tell you a little bit more about that here in a second. But if you're here and you haven't made that commitment and you feel the urge to confess your um, belief in Christ today and want to be baptized, we urge you to join us today as well. If not, you want to talk about it, I'd be more than happy uh, or any of the elders to talk to you as well. Ron, during the week when he's back, if you're online, um, all you simply need to do is text READY to our church connection number and we'll be in touch with you as well. There's probably a lot of others here today that have made that commitment and you've just got caught up in life, got caught up in the rat race. And you've missed opportunities to learn more about him. You've missed opportunities to grow closer to him. You've missed opportunities to be a servant and obey what he's been asking you to do. If you'd like to recommit that to him today, I hope you have that prayer. You can do that right there in your, in your, by your seats, or you can come up and we'd love to pray for you uh, over that as well. Maybe you're here and you're looking for a church home and you've decided that you want East Columbus Christian Church to be... Uh, your church family. If you want to talk about that today, we'd love to do that as well. But I'm going to ask you to stand, and we're going to sing a, a song of invitation. And I'm going to ask those who know that they are going to come up to meet me up front here in a second. And, um, well, we'll go from there. How's that? <laughs> 